just get really upset when the Super Bowl is so boring. Seems like it happens so many... Most of the time. Super Bowls. There's such a big buildup. And then the games are very, very let down. Mm -hmm. And I think going into the games, I don't really care about them. Because the Seahawks have only been there twice. Ever. And it was back to back and it was a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) But like I give two shits about Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just want it to be entertaining. Like, remember, was it last year? The AFC Championship game? No, that was a couple years ago. Who it was who? Mahomes? Yeah. And was it Brady? Was it Brady? No, because didn't he Brady lose early? Maybe. To Tennessee that year? What was the... Remember there was an AFC Championship game? I think, I'm pretty sure it was Mahomes. Against who? And the score was like 51 to 48. And it was just so many touchdowns. I'm going to find that game. Why can't a Super Bowl be like that? That is a great question. Because everyone's scared to make a mistake in the Super Bowl. This game was over in the second quarter and it was boring for the rest of the game. You know what wasn't boring in the second quarter? What's that? Bitcoin. Holla at your boy. What is pumping? It's pumping. Isn't it? Mm hmm. So I got a question for you. Do you envy, would you ever like to have as much power? Oh, fucking stupid YouTube hats. <laughs> um, as Elon Musk has. No. Like, didn't this morning he woke up and announced that Tesla is now, or Tesla purchased Bitcoin? Is that what it was? Or so. They, f- are accepting Bitcoin in exchange for cars. I don't know if they're accepting it or if they purchase. I believe from what I read, they purchased a hundred one and a half billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Wow. Which is which is quite a hefty number. And immediately <laughs> we'll talk USD here. Immediately Bitcoin goes from like forty one thousand to forty six thousand a coin. Yeah. So this happened fourteen hours ago and they're also planning to accept it as payment eventually. And so it's up twenty percent. Because of that announcement, mm-hmm. essentially because of that announcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all the Elon hype. Well, do you know about the Dogecoin? I've heard of that. He, Elon must like 10 times it by just a single tweet. Man, that is absolutely mind-blowing to have that type of power. Papa Musk, man, he can do whatever he wants Wants to. What yeah. is, like, Fuck. What is a guy's like, guy like that's time worth? So let's relate it back to like an athlete. Who, oh you know, God. does a 30-second Nike commercial and gets paid $5 million or something. Yeah, and you can also break down contracts like per game and figure it out like that. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk's time, eh? Fuck, but it's so, it's so, how do you calculate it? Because is most of his worth is in stocks, right? So it's not like liquid money. So it's different than athletes. That, yeah, that's really strange to even try to calculate. It's just his net worth, right, of everything he essentially owns, but... but First on the time. advertising side, yeah, like if he was in, to endorse a product, yeah, or you know, tweet Dojo, like yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever the coin, whatever that name is. But like, what is it worth for a company to pay him to send that tweet or to endorse a product? Hundred million, yeah, uh, easy, because he's moving the markets. 
by way a way larger number than that. So you could even argue that it'd be worth even more. So he's way more powerful for a brand than the best athlete in the world. By far, by far, by far. <laughs> who's the most Who's the most influential athlete in the world right now? Probably a soccer player. Really, Lionel Messi or, or Cristiano Ronaldo? They're up there. Of, they're always up there for sure. Yeah. I for me, I think it's, it's LeBron James. LeBron is probably top. Yeah, he's top five. Tiger's probably falling off because he sucks at golf now. You just see yeah, how that's a problem. <laughs> There's not many Eight guys. years ago, he was he was probably by far number one. Of course, of course. MJ in the '90s, and then Tiger took over. Yeah, yeah. Is LeBron worldwide though? LeBron is worldwide, hundred percent. Yeah, because he's really like I know like China loves basketball. Mm-hmm. North America, obviously. Mm-hmm. Probably lots of countries in Europe. But like, does Africa and South America give a shit about basketball? Dude, I was like, when I went to Europe a few years ago, I was just in Italy. Mm-hmm. This was maybe like four years ago. And I was so surprised at the number of LeBron James jerseys I saw. Really? Just Italian dudes just rocking it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a cultural thing, man, honestly. And we know he's huge in China, mm-hmm. right? A lot of Southeast Asia. Like, he, yeah, he's worldwide, dude. Speaking of NBA jerseys, yeah. I. I had a showing tonight at a property in Port Moody. And in the master closet, a Dikembe Matumbo jersey. No way. Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. No It was one of the old way. school Philly jerseys that is like blue with the no orange way. and yellow stripes. Yeah. No way. That's it was sick. sweet. Was yeah. it signed or was it just... Ripped? I didn't like, I didn't play around with that. I just saw it hanging there. I didn't look for a signature, but... Can you throw it into the house price? Or I don't know. That's fucking dope. That's pretty sweet. That's cool. Immediately... When the clients asked me what the value of the home was, I was envisioning about 1.5, but mm-hmm. because of the decoming of my top oh, yeah. jersey, it went up to 1.6. Easy. Yeah. The Philadelphia 76ers blue. That is amazing. <laughs> it was a sweet. Think, and then behind that yeah. was a uh, teal Grizzlies jersey. From who, who was it? Sharif. Sharif, of course. Abdul Rahim. I know. It's either Bibi or Sharif, right? Yeah. Those always. Two. Michael Dickerson every once in a while. Right? Yeah. Big country. Where's Bitcoin going? Uh, to the, That's a, to so the that, moon. Let's talk about that, people out there. Yeah, I know this is called the Seahawks Social Podcast, <laughs> but the Seahawks season ended a few weeks ago, and that was the fucking boring Super Bowl, so, so we're going to talk about so other bad. things. Man, it's so boring. Tom Brady just sucks. He sucks. He's the boringest, he's the boringest <laughs> NFL player of all time. And then the refs got him so involved, which made the game was, even worse. It was fucking disgusting. The first half was yeah. was brutal. Yeah. There was two really shitty PI calls. So bad. The and the one holding. in the end zone, he threw it into the stands. It wasn't close. <laughs> it was, I don't know. And then they had that, like, the offsides on the, on the fourth when they were kicking it, and then they ended up scoring. Lots of mistakes. It was bad. It was a boring game. Completely checked out, like, halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. It started off like a typical Super, Super Bowl game, right? Yeah. Punting. Like, but punting back and forth until <laughs> yeah. you figure out. But Yeah. And the, then I think Casey kicks a field goal yes. on their second possession, maybe. Yeah. Butker, man. What a G. How bad was their punter? The first, his first two punts were complete shanks. Wasn't it like 25 yards, the second one? The first two combined were like 55. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Super Bowl nerves? I mean, you have one job as a punter. Man. If anyone is not going to have nerves, it's a fucking punter. 
Like a kicker, a kicker scores points and it's a big deal. Yeah. If you kick the ball 58 yards, like your average or right. 53, it's yeah. not a big difference. No. But can get, like, can you get your quarterback to throw it that far at that point? Man, you could go onto a field right now and kick 20 punts and not shank one. I would get every single one over 25 yards. I promise you. Oh, 100 not a lot. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway, back to Bitcoin because the game sucked. Oh, the reffing, I can't. Yeah, Bitcoin. How crazy, mm-hmm. how much more do you believe in Bitcoin? And I know you believed in it before. How much more do you believe in it that Elon Musk just put one and a half billion dollars into it? Honestly. And do you think that's a publicity stunt or do you think he firmly believes in it? Uh, Have you thought about that? I think. Because when I woke up and saw that, yeah, I thought, is this GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. I honestly think he believes in it. And I think the GameStop situation, all that stuff kind of pushed him even more towards that. Because mm. you kind of see how manipulative like the stock buying is. Yeah. They just ended up closing down exchanges so you couldn't even buy the stock. You don't really control your money, right? That's crazy. What if your your bank just like changes your lot or like locks you out of your login? You have access to nothing. So you kind of like stuff like this kind of makes you realize how important decentralization could be. And how useful just like sending money anywhere in the world for the exact same price as you would your best friend sitting next to you and how useful stuff like that would be. I think, and Elon's ahead of the game, right? He bets on himself a lot and I think Bitcoin is here to stay. I honestly think it's going to be huge. Has anyone ever, or I guess would it give countries very little power, but why hasn't anyone talked about like a worldwide currency before? Because governments don't want that. They want, they want the control. They want the full control. They want to be able to tax. They want to be able to know exactly how much each, or what each citizen is doing with their money. That's why they don't. And now Bitcoin has kind of thrown in a huge wrench into that. You hear so many countries and so many people like, oh, we have to ban Bitcoin. Like, good luck. What does that even mean? Do you know how this works? How do you ban Bitcoin? <clears throat> how, like... Yeah, I don't even know what to mean with that. But <laughs> if I'm the president of the United States mm-hmm. and I say Bitcoin is bad for our country, mm-hmm. I want to control it. Do I have any possible way of finding out how much Carl Sabula owns? Nope. Because what I can do is I can go to a Bitcoin ATM. I can pay with cash and straight Bitcoin. It doesn't ask for ID. It doesn't ask nothing. And now I'm holding onto that Bitcoin. And the bank has no absolutely no idea how many times I transferred it, what I'm going to do with it, or any th- kind of that information. They have no way of following it. But when you purchase it on an app, yes, like Binance or ShakePay or it's, those it's, ones, because you have to use your e-transfer, so you're using your bank account essentially. So that's where so the connection can, is. Okay. So at least they know that you're, you know, that's the ShakePay, what it's about. So they know that you've owned it at some point. Because they know that you've bought it at a certain point. Yeah. 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 They just don't have no idea how much you own, how much you've traded it for, if you've exchanged it for different ones or whatever. They don't know any of that stuff. Hmm. Well, should we talk about football? Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I, we can talk whatever, man. <laughs> What's on your mind, Denny? You know that I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Huge. But he fucking is so boring. I don't like him at all. Everything is boring. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was phenomenal. Yes. To hold Mahomes to nine points. 
I think the commentator said, like, I was in and out of actually paying attention to the yeah. game because it was so boring. Most of us were, yeah. But I think they said they made a comment that, like, Mahomes hasn't been held under 10 points in a game in his career or something like that, or, like, maybe in whatever, Ever. since his first season or so, I don't know. When was the last time he's played in a game where he hasn't thrown a touchdown? In the Super Bowl? Man. <laughs> Props to the Buccaneers defense for real. Yeah, I mean... It's hard to hate on Tom Brady. He had a pretty solid Super Bowl. 21 for 29, 200 yards, three touchdowns. No, the numbers aren't crazy, right? He just gets it done. Like, he, it just fucking figures out a way. He gets those, those shark eyes, man, and he just goes to work. Did you see any of the accounts? So do you remember, uh, um, is he a strong safety or something? Matthew? Yeah, Mathau or whatever, yeah. Math, is that what I, how do you say that? It was like M-A-T-H-E-A-U, Mathau or something? I-E-U? Something, oh, yeah, like, something that. like that. He, uh, so do you remember, I can't, I think it was in the second quarter, maybe just before halftime, mm-hmm. he like went after Brady. Yes. And they had a like a yelling match in each other's faces. Yeah, and he like pointed his finger in his face. Have you seen any of the um, like memes and big accounts like Barstool no. posted about it today? What's a good one? Well, it wasn't really a meme. It was just like they're trying to explain what why. Yeah, he putting went after words him. to the picture. Yeah, and they said, uh, and I'm okay sharing this because I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. But they said there was some crude language from Tom going at him, hmm. and he attacked him. Huh. I would pay money if to hear what they said to each other. I know it was like five bucks, and you get to listen to the audio. I'd do it. I just I don't Dude, know. I pay more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, unreal. What could have he said to him? What do you think? I think he said the N word. Are you serious? You think Tom well, Brady? That's the way that allegedly people, okay? Damn. I'm just, re- I think it was Zyre. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it might have been Barstool that posted it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Come on. Not not Barstool. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Eh? He, he, Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think that's what Matthew, Matthew said or whatever. Fuck, I don't remember his Which name. account? I can't remember. I saw it on one of the... Uh, what's the other Barstool account called? But then you don't know if the fucking... If the guy's just making shit up. Totally. Oh. I don't know if I believe it or not. I just thought it was an interesting, like it was a curious, like why would, whatever math, math out. Because it was right after they scored a touchdown on him, right? Yeah, but they're down like 24 to whatever, six at the time or something. Why would he be going after Brady? It was a weird situation that doesn't make any sense unless something like that happened. Maybe he's the one that says something personal to him, but. Dude, saying anything like, like to someone like Tom Brady or guys do it to LeBron all the time is such a fucking stupid thing to do. Like these guys mentally are light years ahead of anyone else on oh, the yeah. field. It's like, what are you thinking? You're just throwing sticks into the fire. That was like the uh, when the Grizzlies were in Vancouver. Jordan came here. Yeah. And I think the Grizzlies were up by like 22 at, story. at the end of the third quarter. They are killing them. And one of the guys walked by him going to the bench. <laughs> one of the Grizzlies guys and just said something like, huh, greatest of all time. <laughs> Down by 22, man. Or so, I don't yeah. know what it was, something like that. Yeah. 
and Jordan had like 20 in the set, in the fourth quarter. And it was and over. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was the year where they, they had the best regular season or whatever. I'm pretty sure. That was the 70 I'm, win season? I'm pretty sure that was a 70 win season. That's a wild record. Did someone beat that? Did they? Uh, Golden State. Yeah. Golden State ended up doing it by one game. Why have they been shit recently? Injuries? Injuries. Well, they lost Durant. They need Clay Thompson. And Clay's been injured? Yeah. Mm. Well, he was supposed to come back this year, but he tore his whatever. I forgot what it was exactly, like a couple weeks right before the season was to start. Just an open gym. That's tough. Honest question. Yes. Do you think the NFL is rigged? <laughs> After yesterday, a little bit. Some of those fucking calls are brutal. But I, I don't know. People say it's rigged, but like, I feel like there's only so much you can do before it's just so goddamn obvious. But I think there's favoritism for sure. There's a lot of obvious things. Yesterday was bad. Favoritism for sure. What about you? What do you think? I question everything. You have to. And... I question how a really mediocre athlete like Thomas in his 40s with a terrible haircut. Terrible. Man, figure it out. He's worth $400 million. Dude, get a fucking personal barber. Something needs to be done. This is a generic white cut. <laughs> it's just a weird, like, it's like, he just... Trims his bangs straight across. Yeah, and everything else keeps <laughs> growing. It was like a mullet. Fuck. I don't know. I don't doubt that he's a competitor. I don't doubt that he's a mentally very strong guy. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that he's a hard worker. I have a hard time believing that that guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. He wins. Super, he's won the most Super Bowls. I get it. But in terms of the actual position, no, nope. It's what do you? What is your honest thought? I'm obviously I, extremely like biased because I don't like him or the New England Patriots. But he he's not an absolute superstar. Like I understand what you're saying. Like he never really throws up sick numbers, but somehow, some way, he motivates everyone around him to do their job when it needs to be done, and he can fucking get wins. I think I think he's just he's the greatest winner in sports history. Sports history? Yeah, I think so. I think he's better than Michael Jordan. Ah, uh, for if you're, if you're talking about winning in championships, yes. Michael Jordan's six for six. That's pretty good. That's Tom Brady's seven of eleven. But how many? Ten or ten? Seven of ten. Dude, but Brady's like he makes he's like forty-seven percent to make a Super Bowl every year he plays. That's the crazy part. Maybe he's like the amount of times he's won them isn't the best, but he's made it what 10, 11 times now, right? This is his 11th time in 22 years, 21 so years. This is, I think, I think Bill Belichick is by far the best coach of all time. Mm -hmm. And probably in the conversation of the top three coaches in any sport of all time ever. I think the system, and so Theorem and I were talking about this at halftime. Or I think in the third quarter of like how poorly Kansas City adjusted to mm -hmm. what 
the Bucks were doing in the first half on defense. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> like Mahomes, I think the most time he had to throw was like 1.3 seconds. Dude, it looked like the Seahawks out there, man. It was wild. Holy shit. And everything was, they were trying to enforce the long pass so much. Mm -hmm. That's why Travis Kelsey was the only one that had any real numbers because it was all short passes because yeah. he was pressured so much. Yeah. And I was like that the entire game. What are you guys saying? Sorry. Um, you and Alex were talking about it. Oh, just, uh, so Bill, what he was so good at was adjusting at halftime. Yeah. And just coming out with a completely different strategy mm -hmm. that blew people away. Mm-hmm. And that he want I don't know. I think Bill is the mastermind of Tom Brady that made Tom Brady good. And and then do you think Tom Brady brought that system, that learning, kind of that coaching influences to Tampa Bay, and they kind of let him do whatever he wants? I think they had the best defense in the league. And Man, but like oh, they were like sixth, seventh ranking. But how, why do they step up so well in the Super Bowl? This is like the number one offensive team. What is that? Switch, man. I don't know. I didn't watch it that closely to have like super in-depth comments, but it seemed like Kansas City... Well, this is Mike Bell talks about this, right? Yeah. The most important player in the fo on a football team is the quarterback. The second most... The person stops the quarterback. Yeah. Is pass rush. Yeah. And then everyone else is so far behind. So far behind. Yep. I agree. Yeah. You don't need you good, can yeah. You can sub in a decent athlete at other positions and they'll be fine. For sure. But if you have superstars rushing the quarterback, you're gonna win. It's like Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Like the Rams are good because of Aaron Donald and the like and Ra well Ramsey too, but Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron yeah. Donald. Did he? Yeah. Is that he's won that multiple times now? I I'm not sure how many. I'm pretty sure he's won it for the last few years. And then uh the D end from the Washington Redskins rookie. He got the rookie defensive player of the year. Yeah, you Chase. love that guy. Chase. I love him, yeah. uh, what's his last name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And then uh, <clears throat> we need one of those. Can we get a couple? Please. Please. I, there was a bunch of uh, rumors going around on the Seahawks uh, social today that Richard Sherman may be a possible pickup for the. Sherman, I think he's a free agent, mm -hmm. and he uh, he announced today that he wants to play for two more years, and he only wants to play for a contender. So Seahawks, so San Francisco, he's kind of given up on that. They don't have a quarterback, which is a problem. We know <laughs> Chase Young. That's his name. Chase Young, yeah, yeah. With no, I mean, do you think he still has a couple of years left in him? Do you think he'd still offer something? He said he wants to play two more years. Do you think he could be our number one? He was injured a lot this year. Too much. A lot. Um, well, the problem is it sounds like Shaq Griffin's leaving. For sure. Is that it sounds it, like it. He wants to leave or the team doesn't want to pay him? So I'd like to make a comment on the record, Carl, if, if I will. Please. Um, NFL guys are dumb, man. They're so <laughs> dumb. Like, like selfish or like poor contract. As soon as the season decision. ends, yeah. they'll go into the locker room. The Seahawks just lost uh, whoever they fucking lost to or the Rams. I don't know. Yeah. They go into the locker room and like a guy like Shaq Griffin, dude, man, you got to figure it out. You're making millions of dollars a year to play football. Be somewhat professional. Mm -hmm. He texts just like a peace fucking sign. Yeah. Everyone knows you're a contract year. Everyone knows you're a free agent. Just Why grow, do do this? grow up, man. Or like Chris Carson, he unfollowed Russell Wilson <laughs> and the Seahawks. Like, what is that supposed to mean? So dumb. All these like little sneaky shots, eh? Just 
And is he coming back? Have we heard anything about it? It's so awkward now. I don't know. I haven't heard um, anything for really any free agent signings, to be honest. Nothing has been I don't even know when that stuff starts. The free agency period? Like when do trades start again? When are you allowed to trade people again? Man, that's a great Because they have a trade deadline, right? So free agency begins March 17th. There you go. So they can't can't even do anything yet. It's the end of April, yeah. End of April what? There's no date here. Fuck. Because they cut it off, right? They cut off trades before the playoffs. Week 14 or something? I don't know. Something like that. Well, I guess technically it's, yeah, because it's, it's, it continues through the season, right, until week 10. So technically it's, week Mar- 10? it's March 18th, yeah, to November 17th. Mm. It's a long, long time. I would love to be part of those conversations, man. That kind of shit. So, like, obviously I love football, but the business side of football, I, like, I would love to know more about what actually happens behind the doors and, like, what those conversations are like. Let's say Shaq Griffin, like, is uh, what's our uh, buddy's name? Brian Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> what do you mean he gone? That's the other guy. He signed for seven years. Yeah, I know he's staying. The uh, other guy gone. Schottenheimer's Schottenheimer. gone. I get the shit out of here. We got the uh, where'd that guy come from? The Rams. Mm-hmm. There, so one thing I learned this offseason watching what the Seahawks were in looking for an offensive coordinator, I learned that there's a lot more coaches and titles than I really knew. <laughs> there's like, so many what, random things. Eh? Like I think this guy was like the coordinator of calling plays on the offense to do with run, pass, breakdown, and stats. Like, it, yeah. There was like 19 words in his job title. <laughs> Passing game coordinator. What the sure. hell does that mean? I don't know. How do, how does everyone decide what they're going to run? It's like okay, we're doing a run next. So then they call those guys like to make. Is this? that like an assistant to an offensive coordinator? I guess to kind of come up with the entire game plan. I guess so. So the offensive coordinator has people underneath them that are pass and rushing. What is it? What was his name? Passing game coordinator. Passing game <laughs> coordinator. Run game coordinator. And so it's like a triangle of people trying to figure out what play to call. I guess so. Throwing special so was teams? it Schottenheimer's fault or was it his fucking triangle? Right. We I don't even know who the him. triangle are. Air. Yeah, who the fuck who is the our passing pass game, game coordinator, coordinator in Seattle? I've never I'm heard curious. of that. I thought there was an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and then like position coaches, quarterback coach, receiver coach, running back coach. But you always see so many people on the sideline. Eh? Those guys must be doing something. Well, there's trainers and like ball boys and stuff. Dude, I don't even know if Seahawks have that position. I've never heard of it before. I did not know it existed. Maybe, you know, it's the LA living guys just hooking each other up. <laughs> Shane Walter. Sean McVay's buddy from high school. <laughs> hey, bro, just come. We'll, you know, we'll make a position for you. It's going to be fine. Give you 250 grand a year. We're going to call you the pass game coordinator. Essentially, yeah. what you're going to do is catch the balls that the quarterback throws in the warm up. That's what you're going to do. He's you're coming. Called the pass come, game coordinator. Yeah. Coming straight from grade 10 JV football. <laughs> <laughs> no passing. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird position. You get to wear a towel and a hand warmer every practice. You're going to look great. Just show up. I'll give you a fresh pair of Nikes at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Not Nikes, Nikes. Nicks. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. What would you think of the halftime show? 
Oh my god! I know you're a big weekend fan. So I don't mind the weekend. Yeah, he's got some good hits. Yeah, I so actually I was talking about this during the halftime show. Is is he a good singer? The thing, the problem with the NFL uh, halftime show is they don't let you sing live. Everything is pre-recorded because they just don't want any accidents to happen. But like you can kind of tell, like he he was off a little bit, right? A few times. Mm-hmm. But I, I know I don't think anyone has ever done a live performance. Is he, let's talk specifically about the weekend because that's disappointing. That's so dumb, man. I know. Fuck it. Just, I would, if it happens, it happens. The reason I like going to live, like I love going to concerts because it's personal, mostly country. Because you feel their emotion mm-hmm. and they make mistakes. Yeah, that's why I like going. It's not a computer generated. They're, they're humans. Yeah, yeah, more connections. Yeah, I get it. And I also like the adversity. Mm-hmm. I get that, like an athlete, like a podcaster, like a realtor, like a con- like a general contractor. Mm-hmm. You have off days. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you're not feeling great, you wake up with a sore throat, and you're a singer. You got to fucking battle That's through it. And I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So it might not sound like CD quality, but you know, it's a human singing it. One of the best concerts I've ever been to was Luke Combs. Yeah. And it was just as he was getting big. You know who Luke Combs is? I do. With the beard. He's a country big guy. guy with the beard. Yeah. He's such a beauty. <laughs> he's so he, big now, though, right? He's huge. He's one of the biggest country yeah. guys in the world now, okay. which is wild. Because I saw him at Commodore in 2017, maybe. Damn. And he had just had his first big song. And he, he wasn't like perfect vocally, mm-hmm. but he was very emotional. Like felt like he was telling you a story with cool. every single song they were singing, which is so cool. So cool. And he does have a great voice. But that song came on that like was his breakout. Mm-hmm. It was called Hurricane. Mm-hmm. And so he was like introducing it and he did a pretty good job of like communicating with the crowd through between songs. Mm-hmm. He'd like... Be like, how you doing? You know, he'd like ask people how they're crowd doing. work. Yeah, and yeah. Women would ah! <laughs> grabbing phones. And yeah, shit, yeah. And then like his groupie, his like buddy would come out and hit a sixty of J, uh, JD. And they really, all, everyone in his band had solo cups. And like after every two or three songs, the guy would just come and pour more JD in their <laughs> solo cups. <laughs> Big drinkers, eh? There's no rules. Country the boys, no. no rules of the Commodore. No. And he introduced this song, Hurricane, and. He's he's like uh, he's like this is a real special one to me. It's gonna have a special spot in my heart for the rest of my life. Uh, he's like this is a song that changed my life. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. That's so yeah. And then he sang it. It was it was really cool. Cool. But I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like this fucking computer generated bullshit <laughs> because you can tell that something's off, man. Well, that's my question about the weekend. Is, yeah. is he a good singer? I think. He, I have think, we ever heard him actually sing? I think he's pretty legit. Yes. I think he hit a few notes that were actually him and it sounded really good. I think he like with I don't I don't think he was a fan of like the pre-recorded shit. So I think he was fucking around with it a little bit and trying to add extra by mm-hmm. himself. But I think he's he's I think like vocally, I think he's pretty good. But is he famous? Because there's a lot of really good vocalists in the world. Yeah. Is he famous solely because he's a good performer? I think it's more of a performance piece. And he has an attractive image. And he, like his songs aren't like acoustically difficult, right? No. They got their, like, sp- their, their unique sound to it. I don't know. I don't th- he's not, no, he's more of a performer. Because then at halftime we were, we were looking at Spotify of like top, top 10 Spotify downloads a month. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see if I have that in my history here. Top, what was that? We were trying to name like the top five and then we looked at the list. Mm -hmm. Top five. <laughs> and I think Weekend was number one. Really, eh? Yeah. I think uh, Bieber was in the top three. Ariana Grande was in the top three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All big years. And then there was a person I've never heard of that was like Dino Lupi Lipa or something. Oh, Dua Lipa, yeah, yeah. Dua Lipa? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know who that is. is Bad this, Bunny? That's how's Bad Bunny. I don't know. I'm too old for that shit, dude. <laughs> is that new hip hop stuff? I, I have know. no idea. No hmm. idea. Are we dating ourselves here? <laughs> <laughs> There's two Canadians up there. That's pretty good. Who? Who's the other one? Bieber. Bieber and? Weekend. Is he from Toronto? Yeah. Oh, sure. So it was so funny because like now there's so many memes and shit from like his halftime performance and stuff. And apparently like 12 years ago, he was at like the University of Scarborough in Toronto, like doing their performance arts. That's fucking crazy to see. So yeah, he's Toronto, man. He's a local Canadian. How do you get the break? Fuck, eh? There's, I don't think there's a right answer. Because there's so many, like, I watch American Idol sometimes. Yeah. Just because I think it's really cool to see, like, young people who are just so vocally good mm -hmm. and not Hollywood yet. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and there's some unbelievable singers on there mm -hmm. that two years later after they're on, in the top five in American Idol, you never hear about them again? Never. So why? Like, why is a guy like The Weeknd who, let's say he has a great voice. Yeah. But why is he the a biggest superstar in the world? Because I, I don't, like, I think with technology and the way music is right now, I don't think having the best voice, it's mm. like, you know, it's one-on-one -on -one with record sales and popularity. I think with him, it's his whole package, right? It's just his songs are, have, like, such a unique sound to them. They're so different. Like, mm -hmm. the future tech kind of poppy kind of stuff. And then... It's performance too. He's a performer. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes a lot further than just having like a nice voice. Because you can have a great voice, but you just write shitty songs. Is he writing the songs though? I think he has a pretty big influence on the songs, yeah. Really? I don't think he uses a ghostwriter. I think they're so unique that... A lot tough. of people you like... They do. Don't write their own songs though. No. He also got snubbed for the, what, the Junos, or whatever the fuck the Canadians are, or Grammys or whatever. Why? And he was pissed off. Because like his, his, his album this year was really good. There's a bunch of good songs on it. It feels like he got snubbed. Do those people give a fuck about those awards, though? I don't know. Especially the Some, Canadian awards. Who cares? The Junos, There's bro. There's like six bro. people participating. <laughs> it's all just like Canadian country artists. I feel like the... Is it Grammys that are music, right? Yeah. Grammys are more yeah. important than... And then Oscars or movies, yeah. Grammys are the big ones. And he's won a few of those. Mm -hmm. hmm. So yeah, just 2010, he started releasing music online. The name is Bieber. Someone just, some it was talent Usher. artist just saw his uh, YouTube video or something. It was Usher. Was it Usher? Yeah, because I remember him in his stupid like video and he was like a little kid. It's like, what the fuck's going on? A lot of artists find other artists, right? Because they always, you're always in a club venue performing live, so you get openers and, you know, it just works out. You just find the right person. You kind of know. It's like Shane. They had Shane, on podcast. yes, exactly. He just met a bunch of people through for, Fortune? Yeah. 
Fortune. Fortune. And I feel and like venue. It, sometimes your music doesn't even matter. If you click with the person mm. and you end up writing something sick down the line, right? There's so many ways to do it and get popular. Like I said, there's no right answer. That's the thing. It's connections. It's like business. It's not. It's life. Honestly, the more I live life, man, everything is a connection. Everything is a connection. And like people that burn those connections, burn those bridges, you know, fucking people that are struggling. You can't do anything by yourself, man. That's true. And the fucking podcast with life lesson left from Carl. <laughs> Dude, but like we always talk about connections, right? Mm-hmm. Someone did got this position in this job because of connections. Someone was able to get this house because of connection. Whatever, right? Life is about connections. That's the way it works. That's mm-hmm. why I like podcasts because I get to network. I can't believe, like we talk about this, but like how many people you meet with podcasting. It's so fantastic. You put someone in front of a mic and it's like, I don't know, they're like your best friend, eh? It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It seems like people are more honest. <clears throat> they're more willing to share rather than just going for a beer. Do you think that like having the camera on like the mic in front of you just makes it seem like more professional? So people kind of... I don't know, are more involved, but then they kind of realize that it's just a conversation. I don't know. What's the mindset? I don't know. I th- I think the invitation is validation. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, Carl, I want you to come on my podcast. I want to chat with you about your whatever your career, your experience, your sports, your whatever, mm-hmm. your music, if you're um, a musician. And it's like validation being like, okay, this person like is seeing oh. that I'm doing something yeah. cool mm-hmm. and they want to hear my story. They want to spend time to talk to you. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a good thing. That makes sense. And then so like, I don't know, for me, I don't really care about the camera. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, Hey, I have this show. It's a podcast. I want you to come talk to me. Or people that ask me on their podcast is like they are watching me. They've seen that I have some value to add. Right. So I can just share my story. Right. right, right. They already know my story. I'm just sharing more of it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's what I think. I think the invitation is the validation. So you don't like a lot of people coming on the podcast don't have to be. Maybe if it's their first time, they're a little bit nervous or something, but yeah. they don't have to be like reserved because right. the invitation is showing them that you I want, want to know about you. Mm-hmm. I want to hear mm-hmm. what you're doing. So there's already like connection right there, right? I think so. You were recently a guest on a podcast. How does it, what was the main difference, I guess, guesting versus hosting? Mm, I don't like talking a lot about myself. I know you don't. That's why I asked. So was mm. it kind of, were you given shorter answers that you kind of noticed? Or were no. You- well, I actually, when I, when we, we did over Zoom. So when I turned off the Zoom, I thought, man, I fucking talked a lot. <laughs> I know. But, but when they're asking me questions, I have a lot to say. Yeah. Which is, I think is a good thing. Cause I, I feel like I have a shit ton of very specific experience in the like industries and whatever, you know, my experience is in. Yeah. But I feel like it's valuable across a lot of different avenues. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I just kind of went into it thinking like, hey, I've learned a lot in my seven years in real estate 
whether it be on the marketing side versus the communication side versus the like customer relations versus like managing employees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's so many different things. Managing money, like what to spend on market, like so many different things that I've learned that are can, you know, translate across any real real business avenue. So you guys have talked about everything, eh? I think if a guest on a podcast talks more, I think I think that's normal mm-hmm. because essentially you're just the one episode, whereas the host is on there for potentially hundreds, right? So you get to know them in like little bits here and there, and then you just want to get the most out of your guests as much as possible. That's the thing I try to get better at is just is steering the conversation and like often, mm-hmm. especially someone like Shane, that it, their their mind is so creative, right? There's so many things going yeah. through his mind at the same yeah. time. Um, oh, just and let he's me just in. like, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, like, he'll say, I'll ask him a question. He'll say nine different points. And I'm just like trying to pick out an interesting point and like go after that. Right. It's such a different mindset hosting and guesting, mm-hmm. eh? Hosting, you're just kind of leading and guiding and looking to get the most out of your, and then guesting, you're just talking, answering questions. And when you're hosting, uh, well, when I'm hosting, I'm I'm thinking, how do I add some part of my history, my experience, share some sort of story mm-hmm. that connects with them and what they're talking about? So like if Shane's, what I don't know, where we go back to, but like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to throw in things from my history that like can enhance their story or right. like get them more fired up about right. their story. right. So and like, show them that, like, yeah, that happened to me too in a different in a different way. Right. But like, this is how I dealt with it. How did you like come out of that situation? You're just creating just connections and trying to make him feel more comfortable and hoping that he goes deeper mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to unlock something. Yeah, I think that's there's no right answer to do it, but I think that's the right idea, right? Just make your guests feel comfortable. You tell me, man. You listen to all of them. <laughs> I do, eh? I don't know. I think have like when guests come into our studio, I think having like me, like a third person working, kind of make adds like another level to it, right? How many got, times have we had guests like message us the next day and be like, "Wow, you guys have a professional setup." Right. I'm like, we just have a camera and two mics. I know <laughs> it's so low cost for a podcast, but a lot of people don't do that, right? It's mm-hmm. always through Zoom or mm-hmm. random things. You got to hold your mic or whatever it is. Do you think that's it? Do you think like even just having a producer? Who we call a producer, <laughs> you know? I think I think it's I think it catches people a little bit off guard. Hmm. I don't know because then people don't. It's not just a one on one. It's kind of there's a third person that can chime in here and there and kind hmm. of alleviate the tension or not tension, but like add things. Maybe some like a you know the viewer's perspective. Yeah, that's I think, what I like. That's why I always ask you to have a mic. But like a few people have, I think, have been kind of like, "Whoa, you guys are a producer," and I kind of noticed that. Like, okay, let's do this. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That was very little about football, but... What? what? <laughs> so, a- summary. Tom Brady sucks. And is he retiring? Can we Hopefully. just get rid of this fucking guy? So. Man, let's go. Yeah. The ref, man. That was a frustrating game. I don't, I don't really care. Honestly, I don't care at all. I don't care. It's whatever. I want the CX to win the Super Bowl. If yeah. the CX don't win the Super Bowl, I give zero shits about who wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, season was over three, four weeks ago. 
I just wanted to be entertaining, and it was not entertaining, so I blame both of them. I blame Mahomes, I blame Brady, I blame the walrus. Blue, well, the second walrus, Bruce Arian. Dude, there's right, two there's walruses. Dude, Bruce, Bruce looked like Andy. a bad guy from a video game, man. He's like, <laughs> he like the thing across his chest and like his full mask. It was <laughs> intense. How funny is it? The NFL coaches with their masks. Half of them wear it sideways. They, they like it. come up with these like weird designs that allow their microphone underneath I know. their mouth. Like, yeah. Or then like they yell on the field and they just like remove it. Too. So <laughs> it's like, what's the point, guys? What are we doing here? It's just a show. Are we going to have the mass in 2021? In the <sighs> NFL season? Or are they just going to be gone? I pray the baby Jesus that they're gone. <laughs> I really hope so. This COVID shit. When does the we're, season start? We're coming up on 12 months, man. I know. We're 11 months it's, right now. Because March, right, is when it got crazy. It was like March 15 or 16, yeah. Wild. When does the season start? Uh, second week of September. I hope so. Danny, I hope. Honestly, I think I think they'll start having fans in the crowds. I think masks will just be whatever for the next two years. I think people will wear them. What I don't think they'll be mandatory, but some people will keep continue doing them, and I think it just slowly fades away eventually until the next big super virus. Dear God, yeah. I fucking fear for that time because I fear how poorly this one was handled. So bad. Dude, flip a coin on every decision that was made. It's so crazy. There was zero rationality going into going in, into what was actually being decided. I remember for the first six months, we flip-flopped on if masks were positive or negative. <laughs> yeah, like, right. dude... It's like I had people explaining to me on YouTube like that. Yes, they work. They block your fucking coughing. Of course, they're beneficial. And you'd have scientists come out and saying no. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, if we get like an airborne rabies virus, we're all dead. I think because it was going back and forth whether or not the mask protects you. And it does very it's little. beneficial, yeah. But it does very little in protecting you. Yeah. Like if the virus is in the air... Mm-hmm. There's holes in the sides and around your nose that it can get in. Yeah. But protecting others, the mask catches most of what you're breathing out. And it's just like when you sneeze or spit or talk, it's just, it doesn't go the distance, right? right. I don't well, know. It's been a weird year. We're going to shut down the Seahawks Social Podcast for, what, eight, six or seven months? It's been a quick six or seven, but yeah. We'll bring it back up in August. Do a preseason episode, get right into it. Who the fuck knows what the world is going to look like in six months from now? <laughs> oh my God, it's so scary. Seems like every 30 days is something completely different. Yeah. I wonder what Bitcoin's going to be at. <laughs> Prediction, go. We're going to do it. We're going to do a preseason podcast. Let's yeah. say second or third week of August. Okay. <laughs> Coming into the Seahawks season of 2021. Okay. Bitcoin is currently, yeah, what should we it? say Canadian or American? Let's go. This is a Seahawks podcast. Let's go American. American, yeah. Uh, as of this second, oh, it's uh, no, it's about the same as earlier today. It is forty six thousand and thirteen dollars U.S. Wow! So we're trying to say if it's going to be lower or higher in September. I want you to pick an exact number, dude. I think, I think it's going to drop. I think. End of July, August, I think stocks, Bitcoin are going to drop. And then I think September is going to be recovery, October. And then I think for the Christmas and the new year next year, I think it's going to be a big pump. 
So I'm gonna say Bitcoin is gonna be twenty-seven thousand eight hundred forty-three. Twenty-seven? Man, I'm calling it right now. If it goes down below thirty, <laughs> I'm selling everything I own. <laughs> everything, including these microphones. <laughs> The sofa. Did you just have a whole on the floor? But then I think I think February March the next year breaks a hundred. What do you think the peak will be this year? The, I, the peak this year. I think it's gonna USD. be USD. I think it's gonna be close to what it is now. That's but, it. Yeah. You think you're at the peak? I don't. I don't think we see sixty k. Hmm. What about you? I hope I'm wrong. I have a lot of money in Bitcoin. Who knows, man. <laughs> Maybe fucking Elon comes out tomorrow and oh my God. says that he's selling Tesla and he's just going all in on Bitcoin. Dude, this guy's just selling Tesla stock, buying Bitcoin, tweeting and selling it back <laughs> and just going back and forth, just printing money. And we're just like, oh man. What a life this guy, man. <laughs> I'm just, pumped. I put five grand into Bitcoin. Nice. Elon the next fucking Atta day boy. puts 1.5 billion. <laughs> and Tesla's going to be able to use that's, it? Yeah. That's I think wild. more companies are going to come out. I think if the government wants to fucking control that at all, it has to get hardware wallets into banks ASAP. And that's the way to do it. Not hardware wallets, software wallets into banks ASAP. So that people feel comfortable storing it Correct. there. Yeah. But then our fucking banking websites have like some of the worst security of any website I deal with. It's harder to get into my Amazon account than it is to my RBC. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. What a because they're not tech companies. They, they for like, some, yeah. Why no. hasn't a tech company started a financial institution? Because they probably get stopped somewhere. Oh, they're not allowed. For some reason, like governments just don't think it's worth it to hire tech guys, and it's it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And you have all these like other websites, like smaller websites, that are just so much more efficient and better because <clears throat> they know what they're doing. Crazy world, Danny. Okay, we got to shut down. Let's do it. I got to call someone in 10 minutes. Carl. Yes. It's been an absolute pleasure doing the Seahawks Social Podcast with you of 2020. Yep. The season started out with a lot of promise. Yeah. That was <laughs> and an it ended with a lot of terror, mm-hmm. a lot of late nights, a lot of soul searching on my behalf. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic for next year. We got a new OC. Russ is coming back. I've heard some rumors that some other teams have uh, made trade offers for Russ. Really, eh? People are realizing how important a quarterback is. It's mm-hmm. everything. And sure. I think the NFL is understanding how underutilized Russell Wilson is in Seattle because of how old school they're running their offense. And it's just the whole system. It doesn't favor a quarterback. And I'm hoping that goes out the window when... Because um, I think McVay is very good. He's so young. Mm-hmm. But like I think he's very good. And what is it? whatever this guy's name is, I can't remember. Football pass game coordinator. Wasn't it Watford or something? Guy. Shane Watford? Yeah, something like that. He, I don't know much about him, but... I think being in that system that is a much better designed offensive scheme than Seattle has is a pro. Shane Waldron. Waldron, yeah. And I 100% agree because you'll see what a 
top level offense should look like, right? I hope so. I hope so too. It'll be fun. Man, Metcalf going in his third year. I hope he's the best receiver in the league next year. What do you think his stock is like next year? He's top, top five wide receiver in the league. Was he top five this year? Yes, performance-wise he was. Was he? Yep. Mm-hmm. And probably 75% of his catches came in the first six games. Yeah. <laughs> he had a crazy start. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. The second half of the year is, is very challenging for me to explain. Because, Just, yeah, our defense got better. The defense got way better, but it seemed like the offense just hit a wall and and was just literally like trying to breathe in a fucking ocean. It's so like hard, just, so hard to watch. Yeah, it was it was it was difficult. Yeah, it was difficult. It was predictable. It was monotonous. It was just the same thing, and you're forcing the same things over and over again. It's, it makes no sense to me though, like because go through two or three games like that, mm -hmm. and I feel like. Any person who's trying at their job would be like, okay, something needs to change now. Mm -hmm. But they just kept doing the same thing. And Pete Carroll's press conferences were the exact same. Yeah, we're going to stick around the ball. We're going you know, to Russell Wilson. Play a football game. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? You just lost three games in a row. You just lost to the New York Giants. That was really bad. Someone needs to come out and just say something. I hope Metcalf I've is I've already that said that. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Listen. anyone listening? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping it's like uh, we start off the same way, and I hope we continue it. I hope we get a few key defensive pieces this year too, and I think this off season is going to be fucking huge for us. I'm definitely going to watch the off season pretty yeah. closely. I would like to thank my friends at Seattle Sea Hawks. He's a beauty, and he runs a phenomenal Instagram account. So anyone out there that is a Seahawks fan, follow him. He is, uh, I don't know where he gets his information from, but it seems like he knows before the Seahawks organization knows mm -hmm. what's happening, which is cool. It's so Pete Carroll's him. nephew. His 12-year-old nephew. Yeah. <laughs> He's not 12. <laughs> <laughs> he has a family. Like. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Yeah. Damn. How do you he lives in, uh, I think he lives in Nashville. Mm. I messaged him a bunch on, bunch on Instagram. He's, he's a sweet dude. Connections. Mm -hmm. Once again. Mm -hmm. First, like he's just a big Seahawks fan and like I don't know how he gets his information, but he knows everything about the Seattle Seahawks. So follow him. He'll have all your off-season um, updates because we both have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tough. Don't do this full time. But no, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch the off-season. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's just my like biased optimism, but I feel like they can be really good every year. Yeah, I agree with you. The offense is just too good. And the second half of the year, it made no sense why they were so shitty. I hope, I hope it's nothing to do with Russ. Like, I hope he, he figures it out, man. If he was injured, if he had some mental issues, whatever it was, I hope he figures it out, man. I don't know. It's shit like that, you never know. It's weird because, like, he's been a superstar most of his career. Like, yeah. And I think this is his ninth year, some eight or ninth, whatever. And it was just the second half of the year. And I'm, I don't know. We've talked about this so many times, but like, what was the problem? Was it time in the pocket? Was it, I mean, what was it? He just felt, it looked like he was uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And I don't know why, but I have to believe based on his track record and how good he was in the first six games, six or seven games that with a decent offensive line, he's going to be totally fine. Decent offensive line and play calling that suits them and plays to their strengths. I think uh, I think he would thrive with more creativity. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe maybe that was it. Maybe he just got fucking bored. It just checked out a little bit. Hey, Brian, this fucking sucks. This Every first down for the last nine games, we've ran a power to the right. Yeah. What are we doing? I got this. I got this sweet athlete. His name's DK, yeah. and he's just better than the he's, other kids. He's open every so time. Let's try to use that guy, <laughs> please. <laughs> I feel like our short game suffered a little bit this year too. Mm-hmm. Lockett was kind of inconsistent, and then our we know, we didn't have a weird. Man. We didn't have a number one tight end that really dominated. We kind of rotated through Disley, Olsen, and what's his face. Olsen was up and down just because he's old and he got injured. He's retired. Disley so. was coming off a knee tear. Yeah. So maybe he'll be much better next year because at the beginning of last season, he was a rock star. Rock star, yeah. I think he had six touchdowns in the first four games. He was averaging like 60 yards a game or something like that. And we were using our tight ends so a much. Lot, which is perfect because a run offense needs real yeah. good play action. Double tight ends, man. Let's go. I know. It just stepped away from it this year. You could tell. So yeah, many games. I felt like they didn't know who to, they didn't know who to put in, mm-hmm. almost. And then they would like try and force the D passes so much, and then that's when Lockett would disappear, and like Metcalf would have big games, and then Metcalf would disappear, and Lockett would step up. It was it's, weird how like back and forth yeah. it was with them. We couldn't just never develop like a short and a long game, like a like all around kind of offense. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to work on. At least we know what pieces we need. All of them. Seahawks Social, we love you guys. We'll see you in August 2021. <laughs> Carl's prediction is the Seahawks win the Super Bowl and Bitcoin is at 27? Somewhere around 27 there. Yeah. Do- 27,000 in August 2021. I think it's higher. I think it goes. I think it's going to go on a run right now. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to seventy five or eighty. That'd be awesome. But in August, based solely on my friend Chase, because <laughs> he's a lot smarter than me, <laughs> I think it's going to be down to thirty eight thousand in August, but it's going to hit seventy five. Okay. So you think there's going to be a little dip down and then it's going to go back? Oh, so you think it's going to go up? I think and the next dip. three or four months yeah. are going to be a run. I think so, yeah. I mean, what is it right now? <laughs> 46, 47, 46? It's changed. <clears throat> it's climbing again, Carl. <laughs> up, it's 46, up, up. 200 now. <laughs> really? So fast. How much money did you make over this podcast? If I was Elon Musk, <laughs> I don't know, like 30 bucks <laughs> for me, not Elon. Elon was like 300 million. <laughs> Man, Tesla. All right. Love you guys. Thank you for watching. We would love to hear feedback. I know we aren't super, super on top of the Instagram account just because we have jobs. <laughs> 
But send us a DM. We want to chat with you guys. We want to hear your off-season thoughts. We want to see who you think we should bring back. I think we should bring Shaq back. I think we should bring Dunlap back. Chris Carson, I'm not so sure because I think he's demanding a lot of money. And I don't think running backs are worth it. But we'd love to hear your thoughts too. All right. Try in August. Thanks, guys. See you later.